Hello and welcome to Studs Up, the podcast diving in with two feet to tackle all of the hot topics in the footballing world. My name is Alex Burrow and I'll be your host. Joining me as always are Lachlan Woodley. Hey. And Dylan Rowe. Hi. How are you guys going this week? Oh, great. Um, fantastic. Yeah, I got some good vibes, you know. <laughs> good vibes. All right. On today's show, we're continuing with our How to Fix mini-series, taking a look at some of the issues facing the biggest clubs in the world. Last week, we tried our hand at coming up with some solutions for the train wreck that is Arsenal. But as we found out, our temporarily appointed director of football, Dylan, refused to listen to his scout's advice. So hopefully today's show is a little bit more constructive. This week, we're going to be taking a look at German giants Borussia Dortmund and trying to plug some of the squad holes that may stabilise their season. So, guys, to give you a bit of context regarding Dortmund's season, at the time of recording, they currently sit fourth on 29 points after 17 games. So this puts them seven points behind league leaders Bayern Munich, who still have a game at hand. And whilst Dortmund are still in the Champions League places, they've lost six games already this season, which is two more than 10th place Freiburg and only one less than FC Augsburg and Werder Bremen, who are currently in 12th and 13th respectively. Obviously, Dortmund sacked coach Lucien Favre earlier this season and replaced him with his assistant, Edin Terzic, for the rest of the season. And there have been some rumblings, however, coming out of Germany that Dortmund actually intend to keep Terzic on in a permanent capacity beyond the end of the season. I personally feel like they should go after somebody else who can come in and steady the ship. But that being said, Terzic has managed to maintain a reasonably balanced record of three wins, two losses and a draw since taking over. So maybe we should give him the time to see what he can achieve. That being said, there are some obvious holes in the squad that could be filled in order to make the team stronger. In my opinion, the most pressing position which needs to be sorted out is at right back, where Dortmund has struggled to replace the output that Atrash Hakimi provided on loan over the past two seasons. On paper, the signing of Thomas Munier on a free transfer from PSG seemed like the perfect replacement. However, Munier has really struggled to impress during the first half of the season and has become somewhat of a liability in certain games. Dortmund's other option in this position is 20-year-old Mathieu Mori, who's impressed since joining from Barcelona's academy in 2019, but is still very young and inexperienced. So basically, I'd like to see you guys uh, bring in some, some, some suggestions for someone who's able to come in and start immediately with enough experience to help nurture Mori's talent. Moving across the defence, I think I'd also like to see another centre-back option come into the fold as the club's current options are either aging quickly in Mats Hummels and Lucas Piszczek or somewhat injury-prone in Manuel Akanji and Dan Axel Zagadou. So I think what I'd like to see here is someone that will maybe not demand to start but is still competent enough to perform at a higher level and is young enough to be part of the squad for some time. The last position that I think is maybe a bit of a luxury option, but is something that would be quite beneficial to the squad, is a rotational striker. At times when Erling Haaland has been out injured or rotated in less important games, Dortmund have kind of seemed to lack that little bit of extra bite and power up top that Haaland provides. And obviously, why you can't directly replace the impact that Haaland has on the team, I just don't think that 
anyone they currently have in the squad comes even close to filling his shoes. So ideally, I'd like to see some kind of tall, strong hold-up striker to fill this role, but I'm interested to see what else you guys might have come up with. In terms of how much money Dortmund will have to spend, I anticipate a budget of around 40 million euros based on the sale of some assets and also the fact that the club generally don't spend large amounts of money. So we'll kind of go forward assuming that Dortmund don't sell Jaden Sancho, which would bring in a figure of between 80 to 100 million euros. However, even if they were to sell him, I don't think that Dortmund will go out and splash that kind of money straight away anyway. If you guys have any other kind of positions or players that you want to throw in at the end, we can take a look at that as well. But without any more hesitation, who have you guys got for me, starting with a right-back position? Dylan, what have you got? Okay, well, at right-back, I well, this is a position that I think at the moment it's, there's not a lot of options in terms of your more experienced players you can get for kind of cheap, I guess. Um, so I looked at sort of a out-there option for a player in uh, Mehmet Cilic from, or Cilic from Lille, Turkish right-back. Uh, he has a transfer value of any over between 10 to 15 mil, so he's well within the 40 mil transfer budget. Uh, 23 years old, so he's been around for a little while now. This is his second season at Lille, um, but he's still got the youth that kind of Dortmund have in, in the majority of their squad. So he's got he's someone they can sign for the next three to four years um, who can kind of fill that position when Munier kind of can be put out considering his age. He joined from uh, Lille from Istanbul Sport for €2 mil, Euros, an absolute bargain for Lille. Um, and his breakout most recognised season for Lille was in the 2019-20 season, so his first year of the club. Uh, you talked about earlier how Munier was sort of that guy who they wanted to really replace Hakimi's output. And uh, Celik's output for Lille, especially in the attacking half, was something not many people expected. But his uh, contribution for that team was was outstanding. Uh, his interceptions per 90 in the 2019-20 season was 1.2 and his crosses and passing ability was also exceptional, having almost one successful, pass from, uh, successful cross from open play per 90 and averaging uh, around 38 pass, uh, completions from about 45 attempts, so really good numbers there. Uh, his ball recovery is also very good at six, so he's someone that can offer well, very good defensive output for his position and his age clearly, but he's, he's where he really shone was his attacking numbers. Um, and as someone that can, can sort of hope ideally replicate that output that Hakimi had for Dorman that year. Cause that's kind of what they need. Obviously Munir has been just lacking in that, um, in that uh, position for them this year. And there's a reason why they probably struggled a bit. Um, so yeah, that's Chelik. I think is someone who can definitely, uh, definitely feel that, that hole, I guess you could say, and that his age being 23 as well, like I said, he's someone that can definitely nurture some of those younger players, um, but he's definitely got plenty of room to grow being 23, 24, about to enter close to his prime, I guess. So yeah, that's that's my option at right back for Dorman. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for that, Dill. Uh, Lockie, what have, what have you got to back that up? I've gone with um, Maserari from Ajax. Um, he's 23 years old at the moment. He's currently valued at around 15 million euros and he's been outstanding for Ajax this season. We're starting 12 appearances, um, averaging around 1.9 tackles per 90, 2.1 interceptions per 90 and 1.1 clearances per 90. But 
<clears throat> I feel if Dortmund were to go and actually sign him, they would look towards his Champions League success. He averaged around 3.2 tackles per 90, 2.3 interceptions per 90, and 2.5 clearances per 90. So those stats obviously do show like he was great um, in the Champions League. And I feel that Dortmund would look towards those stats more than his actual <clears throat> league stats, if considering that if they want to push for Champions League and push for title success in the coming seasons. So he's not really very... Well, he's not well known for his like passing ability. You know, he's only averaging around 0.5 crosses a game, but it does put in the big long balls. He averages around 2.7. So, I mean, that's good for Dorman, you know. You can just put the long balls into Haaland or you can put the long balls into whoever, like Sancho, whoever's up front to lead to goal-scoring opportunities. You know, he's got an assist in the Eredivisie this season as well. So, obviously, it's just him putting long balls through. So, it'd be a, it'd be a good signing for Dorman. I think I think um, when I was reading up on him, Arsenal are actually looking into signing him to replace Bellerin. So, I mean, if Dorman were to go and actually sign him, you would they would have to probably act quickly if they want to actually pull off the signing. Yeah, awesome. Well, I mean, I really like both those options. And I think the, the, the kind of trouble with it is that both options are players that are, have obviously performed really well over the last kind of season, two seasons, and um, they're in high demand. So that could drive the market up a little bit. But I have a think, and we'll see who we come back to. But for now, why don't we move over to the centre-back options? What have you got, Dylan? Uh, so my centre-back option is uh, Nicholas Stark from Hover Berlin. Uh, so he's got a transfer value currently of around 9 to 10 mil. So he's very affordable. He's played 17 games in the Bundesliga season for Herfer. Uh, obviously, he's normally a centre-back, but has stretched his game to playing DM. So this season, he's actually played 10 out of the 17 games as a DM for Herfer. And then the other seven, he's played at centre-back. So... He's definitely stretched his versatility out. Uh, he's 25 years old, so he's someone that's still relatively young and he can be part of that Dortmund squad for years to come to replace the players like Pitschek and Hummels, but he's definitely experienced enough uh, to kind of be what Dortmund needs as a rotation player or that player that can get minutes for them. Uh, in terms of stats, he averages just below two tackles per 90 as well as 2.5 interceptions, so he's got pretty solid defensive numbers. In fact, Stark has the best defensive numbers at the club. The fact that he is German and has developed a much-needed versatility of being able to play both centre-back and DM makes him a very sought of player, in my opinion. So I think, as well, the fact that I said before, he's only just turned 25 as well, so he's got plenty of time to improve and develop his game further. I think that it's a player that I could definitely see, if not Dortmund, at least one of the big or biggest German clubs, like a Wichon Gladbach or a Leverkusen, kind of looking at him as... He's sort of getting close to his prime now and he's definitely proven that he's good enough to play in the Bundesliga top level. So, yeah, that's my option at centre-back. Yeah, awesome. Lockie, what have you got there? So, I've decided to go with Sebastian Valukevich as an option for Dortmund. Researching on him, Dortmund have actually um, been rumoured to sign him to help strengthen that defence. And with his current value at 10 mil, I believe they're actually going to try and sign him at that 10 mil. At the moment, he's a regular starter for Cagliari in the Serie A, who currently sit in 17th. I feel that he would probably want to move to a bigger and better club like Dortmund, so this would be a better move for him for his career. 
he's currently 20 years old as well, so it'll be a lot better for him. He's been a standout for their defense this season, having 1.1 tackles per nine and 1.8 interceptions per 90, as well as 3.2 clearances per 90. So there's no doubt he's got qualities to become a great center back in the near future. And like as I was saying, at 20, 20 years old, he's got a lot more years left in him. I think you were saying that for center back, that Dorman would want to look for a younger center back who's not wanting to start straight away, but has the qualities to eventually start for Dorman. So I think he would be a great option for Dorman. And if they're willing to sign him, um, or if they're rumored to sign him, I think they probably would. Yeah, awesome. I mean, those are kind of two pretty promising options that Dortmund could sign. And and obviously, um, Stark's got the Bundesliga experience and Valukovic has got the little bit younger side, and um, but still plenty of experience in the Syria on his side. Um, so, yeah, those are some good options for me to consider. So we'll move on to the striker position. So what have you guys got for me? So my striker or my rotational striker who I've nominated is a bit expensive, but I've gone for Daniel Marlon from PSV. So his room of transfer value is about any other between 20 to 25 mil. So he's a bit pricey, but I think for what Dortmund could use uh, for his services, I think he's a great option. So Marlon has been outstanding for PSV over his last three seasons uh, for the club even. And he's currently uh, at age 22, so he fits that profile of that young, that young kind of attacker that they're looking for, like the likes of Haaland, Sancho, uh, Thorgan Hazard, players like that. So he kind of fits that profile of that young attacker. And it looks like these time at the club might be drawing to an end because uh, this transfer for Marlon is actually something that I think Dorn have been looking at in real life as a potential option whether this transfer window or the transfer window after. So someone that definitely linked to in real life. So I think Marlon's a great option. Uh, this season, uh, so far for PSV, he's played 16 matches and accumulated nine goals, five assists. So he's got 14 goal contributions in 16 games, which is great numbers. Uh, as I said before, he's 22 years old. So he's still very young. And in my opinion, fits the mould that Dorn would have um, for their profile of young attackers. And I think he'd be someone that'd be great that could rotate with Haaland. He's, he's maybe not got the high of the kind of similar abilities to what Harlan's got. But he's got he's a bit short. He's 5'11", but he's got great creativity and obviously got the finishing capabilities that Harlan has. And I think that he's someone, obviously, that can be there, like these other players that can be there for the next four or five years kind of thing. If a transfer like that goes through, and he, I think he would be, he'd be pretty good. He's proven over the last three years that he can put up good numbers. So I think that he's someone that would be a great option to rotate with Harlan and even play with him. So... That's my option for striker, yeah. Yeah, awesome. I mean, yeah, obviously he's a little bit pricier, but it's definitely worth considering, especially when there's some assets at Dortmund that could be sold. Mm. What have you got for me, Lockie? Um, I've gone for Milik, who's currently playing at Napoli. He would be a great second option, I feel, for Dortmund. He's, you know, he's a well-known clinical striker, not just for Napoli, but um, he played for Ajax as well, and he was very clinical for Ajax as well in his younger years. He's Price has decreased over time, so he's currently valued at around 22 million euros. So it would be a great. So it's around Dorman's price tag for a, the type of player that he is. But he hasn't actually played any games for Napoli this season, considering he hasn't even been injured. So Napoli have just completely shut him out of the lineup altogether. But in previous seasons, he scored around. We scored 38 goals across four seasons for Napoli. So there's like there's no doubt he's a clinical goal scorer but if Dortmund were to actually sign him 
um, this season that would have to probably act soon since Marseille have been known or unknown to be closing in on a deal for him um, this window. So if yeah, if Dorn were to actually sign him, they would probably have to sign him this window. Otherwise, they won't get him at all. So I feel Dill's probably Dill. Your option would probably be the better option out of the two. Yeah, well, Milik Silvers is someone that's. I think he's very agent, is he? I think. I don't think he's. He's still a part of the Napoli squad, so he's not really considered. Yeah, so like agent. he's someone whose contract's expiring for next yeah. season, I think. So obviously, yeah. there's a lot of clubs interested. I think, like, yeah, you said Marseille, Everton. I think Wolves are even interested. So there's a, obviously there's a lot of attention for him. So it'll be a hard transfer, but. Mm. Yeah, well, like you were saying as well, with the height, like Milik has definitely got a lot of height on him. Mm. He's not like the quickest player in the world but he's you know he can get on top of headers and he can you know he's a very clinical sort of power striker so mm. yeah yeah well i think um as you were saying dylan his contract is expiring uh so his his value is actually a lot lower than what what he's actually worth so i think at the moment um napoli want about eight to ten million euros for him i think I was reading something the other day that said West Ham lodged um, like a six million pound bid or something for him, mm. and Napoli rejected that um, because they want they want closer to the asking price of about eight to ten. So I think that if if they can kind of compete with some of the other clubs that are in for him, like like you say uh, the uh, the Marseilles, the Evertons, I think Roma are even having another look at him, then he would be a good option for that kind of play. Um, but in terms of, uh, yeah, having that, the contest to sign him, it might be a bit difficult. While I have a think about who I'd like to sign, do you guys have any other players that you want to throw into the mix for any position? Doesn't have to be the ones we've spoken about. Um, I haven't really thought about it, really. Well, looking at some of those other free agent options, I think at right back, there's some all right options in terms of players that a contract experience can get for fairly cheap. So like another player from Napoli is a uh, high Sarge, is it from uh, Albania? He's a uh, contract expiring, So you could get him for a relatively cheap price um, as well as some uh, center back options that are kind of a bit experienced that are obviously expiring. Obviously Alba's contract expiring Ramos. If you probably can't get players at that level, but you could look at players similar to them um, whose contract's expiring, kind of get something like that in return if that's the kind of player you're looking for. Mm. Well, like I was saying that, because Arsenal's trying to replace Bellerin, that's probably mm. another option that they could look at. Yeah, mm. potentially. Potentially, yeah. Well, what do you guys think? If, um, say that Jaden Sancho leaves, do you think that, that Dortmund have enough already or do you think that they would need to bring somebody in to cover for his output? It's tough to say, really. Yeah, I I kind of feel like they have enough options, especially their young options. Gio mm. Reyna, uh, Torgan Hazard, of course. There, mm. they got Renier as well. So I think I think that they're kind of okay. I don't think that that's a pressing issue. That's why I didn't bring it up as one of my key positions that yeah. they sell him. But that's worth worth considering. I think doing some research that it's one of the options that um a lot of sites are saying that they would need to strengthen. Mm. in right wing if they were to sell Sancho. But, I mean, like you're saying, they've got enough options as it is. So, mm. And I've heard of the last well, few days that some of those young players are kind of wanting more game time. So that would, I don't think if Sancho leaves, you need to kind of strengthen that position immediately. I guess you've got those young players that can fill those minutes up because they want more game time. Like you said, those 
couple of young players there. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, I think I've kind of decided on who we're going to sign. At right back, I think we're going to go for Masrawi just because he's got that Champions League experience and he's. I think that he'll end up being a little bit cheaper than Celic just because there are a few more clubs that are kind of interested and a few more higher clubs that are interested in Celic. At centre-back, we're going to go for Nicholas Stark because he's got that Bundesliga experience. He's a little bit older and he's got the versatility. Then at striker, so how much that brings us up to around fifteen million? Uh, sorry, around thirty million. Those first two. Probably go Milik then. If if, 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 if he's available, you... I mean Milik is gonna Milik will keep us under that kind of budget that I set mm. at the start. But if we can sell some assets, then you can kind of br- you could also bring in Daniel Marlin. Mm. I mean Julian Branson, obvious player that is wanting to leave, and they could. Obviously, yeah. Arsenal at length, so you could sell him for 20 mil or something. That kind of covers that transfer. You could probably sell him for a bit more than that. I think you could sell yeah. Julian Brandt for closer to 40 million, probably. Mm. And then even if you're if you're dumping, you know, you're bringing in a right back, then you can get rid of Thomas Munier as well. So we could potentially bring in another, let's say, 30 to 40 million, in mm. which case I'm going to say that we're going to be greedy and we're actually going to take both of them. We're going to take Daniel Marlin and Arkadiusz Milik. Just because Milik has some injury issues and you can't necessarily rely on him the whole time. And I think that if you're losing, say you lose Julian Brandt or Jaden Sancho, then Marlon can also play in those positions as well. Mm. So I've cheated a little bit here. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. But... Maybe a little bit. We've oh, at least it. you've gone with uh, our options and not just your own. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at this rate, Arthur's going to sign anyone, mate. We're, we're uh, looking all right at the moment. <laughs> just stop kidding yourself. Well, you, you know what? Uh, if, if, you know what? If you don't want me to go with your options, then then I'm just going to bring in Robert Lewandowski and Cristiano Ronaldo instead. Oh, fair. Ramos yeah. centre back. Ramos centre back. Alaba. Alaba's going to Real Madrid, but he can come to Dortmund instead. Yeah. No. Okay. All right. So we're going to go for Masrawi, Nicholas Stark, and then we're going to sell some players to bring in both Daniel Marlin and Arkadiusz Milik. Sound good? Yeah. It sounds good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think we've done fairly well here to try and find some solutions to a few of the squad holes that Dortmund have. So, well done, guys. Good job, scouts. You can keep your jobs for the next 30 seconds. And then we'll... Sweet. One-star <laughs> scout, one-star judgment. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Well, that's just about all we have time for on today's episode of Studs Up. If you've enjoyed the show, then please make sure you hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode. While you're at it, why don't you pass on the pod to your friends and family or anyone who you think might also enjoy the show we're streaming on all major podcasting apps including spotify apple podcasts and google podcasts so there's really no excuse follow us on facebook at studs up football show and on instagram at studs up media we really appreciate all your support to help us grow all that's left for me to do now is say thank you to lachlan woodley cheers and to dylan Rowe. thank you I've been Alex Burrow. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode of Studs Up. Bye.